bringing you news from LaPorte to Lagrange counties and Interstate 94 to US 24. This is Newsbeat Machina, your podcast of news and community information. Good morning, everyone. This is Newsbeat by Rachel. It's Wednesday, August 3rd. And before we get into the Michigan primary elections this morning, I would like to remind you, I have a PSA, that it's going to be hot today. Don't forget that, folks. Dress comfortably. Dress so that you're not going to sweat to death, even though you will, because it's going to be 100. Just please drink a lot of water. That's the only thing that really can keep you safe. Keep something cool around your neck. Blow a fan on you. Do whatever it takes to make sure that you're not going to pass out from the heat. Be careful out there, okay? And have a very blessed day. Five projects in Michigan have been awarded grants from AARP to make communities more livable, especially for older residents. Types of projects considered for the Community Challenge grants are those that improve public spaces, transportation, housing, digital access, and civic engagement, to name a few, and they must be completed by November 30th. Nicole Smith-Anderson is with the Greater Flint Health Coalition, one of the grantees. She says their plan is to recruit volunteers and install raised beds in community gardens at food pantries and centers for older adults. There's really a need for our senior population in particular to be physically active to make sure that they have access to nutrition food. We've also found during the pandemic in particular, there's been a lot of social isolation. Smith-Anderson hopes the project will help foster a culture of healthy eating and physical activity through gardening. Studies also have shown that community gardens play a role in reducing crime. Other grantees include the City of Lansing, the Sable Points Lighthouse Keepers Association, Road to Freedom, and Arboretum Detroit. Birch Kemp started Arboretum Detroit, a nonprofit with the goal of reforesting urban landscapes. He says they plan to use the Community Challenge Grant to install an ADA-compliant boardwalk behind Mission Point, a nursing and rehab facility in Detroit. It's part of their Circle Forest Native Restoration Project, which aims to bring native trees to more than an acre of vacant land in the city. Nature is so restorative and healing, and we know that's powerful. So our goal is to get all those residents out into the forest. So we're making the pathways in the project accessible on about half of the project, the half that sits right behind the facility. Community Challenge grants are meant for civic leaders, nonprofits, and residents to take quick actions that spark long-term progress toward more livable communities. Since 2017, AARP has been awarding these grants, and this year the program awarded its largest amount so far, roughly $3.4 million. This is Lily Bolke with Michigan News Connection. Find our eight trust indicators for transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Welcome to Election 2022 coverage here on News Source 1 Michiana, the Michigan primary election. Here are the results with Rachel. Let's jump right into it, folks. This comes from NPR.org for the Michigan primary election results. Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer is running unopposed in Tuesday's primary, but there are five Republican candidates fighting for the chance to face her in November. So Gretchen Whitmer, Democrat, uncontested race, uh, no one unopposed unop- her. That's I've never heard of that, honestly. Nobody uh, ran against her. But for 2002 Michigan GOP primary, Tudor Wixon, she won 415,596 votes. That was 40.4%. Would like to say congratulations to her. Uh, second runner-up was Kevin Rink, uh, Garrett Soldano, Ryan Kelly, and Ralph Rebant. 
all for Republican. So congratulations again, Miss Miss Dixon, on the 2022 Michigan GOP primary. You can catch this information on any local website for the news, but I thought I'd bring it to you for a special coverage. Everyone have a blessed day and stay safe out there. A recent ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court significantly restricted the Environmental Protection Agency's authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions. Environmental groups say the decision is a major setback, but it's not stopping Indiana from pushing toward a clean energy future. Danny Schaust of Indiana University's Environmental Resilience Institute is one of countless Hoosiers moving the state toward cleaner energy sources. She oversees IU's McKinney Climate Fellows Program, which places students with private, public, and nonprofit organizations. The goal is to help those groups adopt new sustainability strategies. Indiana is not thought of by most folks as environmentally forward thinking, but We are also leveling up and ramping up our efforts to train students to help our state move forward. An analysis by Working Nation, a nonprofit journalism organization which focuses on the future of work, and the workforce analysis company Lightcast estimates green job employment in Indiana will increase by nearly 30% over the next five years, outpacing the estimated national average of nearly 6% during the same time period. There currently are more than 11,600 workers in the state's clean energy sector. According to the report, there were more than 3,500 clean energy job openings in Indiana in 2021. When Patrick Regan was starting his company, Crossroads Solar, he made the decision to exclusively hire formerly incarcerated folks. The work provides a chance for people with histories of incarceration to develop new skills. It allowed me to test some things about society and our, our ability to think about people differently. I always call this an experiment in forgiveness and reconciliation. Per the report, there are more than 1.1 million Hoosier workers who could make the transition to the clean energy workforce with a bit of additional training. And the average salary for a green job in Indiana is about $60,000. For the Indiana News Service, I'm Jonah Chester. Support for this reporting was provided by Lumina Foundation. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. This concludes this edition of Newsbeat Michiana. We will be back tomorrow with fresh news. For more community news, listen to Sylvia Stark's podcast Michiana 101 available on our Anchor podcast channel page and other podcast platforms. Until next time remember Jesus loves you and is always available to talk to via prayer. This has been a production of News Source 1 Michiana. News Source 1 Michiana. Elkhart, South Bend.